Robotic surgery for total joint replacements has become quite popular, and my guest today is here to tell us about the benefits and potential limitations of robotic surgery. And I'm joined today by Dr. John Meeting. He's a board-certified orthopedic surgeon focusing on total joint replacement with Franciscan Health. This is the Franciscan Health Doc Pod. I'm Scott Webb. Doctor, thanks so much for your time today. I feel like there's never a bad time to talk about robots. Uh, I'm 55 years old, but I still love robots, and I love talking about robotic surgery. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about robotic surgery for total joint replacement. So let's start there. Uh, let's talk about the robotic technology, what it is, how it works, and how it's used for joint replacement surgery. Robotics do, in medicine, what occurs in other branches of either medicine or industry or the world, as far as that goes. Basically, this computer is programmed with certain information, and then it spits out other information. And in the case of robotics, a machine performs some of the surgical tasks which are normally done by the surgeon. So for example, in uh, total joint replacement, we do what are called bone cuts. We have to align the knee correctly. We have to balance it correctly. And so we basically take these instruments, in some cases saws, and basically cut and reshape the ends of the bone. Now, conventionally, we had instrumentation to do this where we set our angles and we use screws and things like that. Yeah. And now with robotics, with the information that the robot has, the robot then determines where the cut is made. And then, of course, each and every time the surgeon can either accept that or reject it. Right. As far as total joint replacement goes now, there's basically two kinds. One is where the patient before surgery will go get a CAT scan. And the information from that CAT scan of their leg, for example, will be inputted into the robotic computer. And then before the patient even gets into the operating room, the surgeon has the planned angles and everything that the surgeon wants the robot to do. In other cases where we use landmarks around the knee and we actually point to them or touch them and the computer registers that, we do that during surgery. Sure. And then the computer uses that information to figure out the guide where the uh, cuts go. As you can well imagine, Scott, in a lot of things and with a lot of computers, you've heard the saying garbage in and garbage out. Right. So even with the CT scan or even when we touch landmarks in the middle of surgery, uh, the computer can only use what it's given, right? Right. An example I commonly use is if I ask you to take an ink pen and use the tip of the ink pen to touch the tip of your nose. If you do that 10 times, you're quite likely to put the tip of that ink pen in several different spots of what <laughs> you think where the tip of your nose actually is. Yeah. And so you have to be careful how that information is relayed to the computer. Yeah, it's really amazing. Just wondering how long it's been around. How long has robotic surgery been around, especially as it relates to total joint replacements? Technically, the first robotic surgery was performed way back in 1988. I remember I was in residency training in Cincinnati, 
and the uh, neurosurgery department was talking about how this one hospital in Europe actually used a robot to do a brain biopsy. And then several years later, right around 1991, 1992, urologists were using a computer to do certain types of prostate surgery. As far as total joint replacement goes, really the first robotic total knee replacement was performed right around 1988. Now, obviously, it is, wasn't anything the way it is right now. Back then, it was more of here's this technology. How do we apply it to what we're doing? Yeah. And nowadays, almost every supplier of prostheses, which is the implants that we use, Almost every supplier has their own computer, and they all differ. Each one has little nuances. Some rely on surgeon input more or less. It really has taken off in total joint replacement, though, after the spine surgeons got really good to use them. Okay. They used them to implant screws around the spine, and it was a very, very accurate and safe technology. And so now the total joint replacement world has adapted that. Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about the major benefits of robotic surgery. I'm sure there are numerous benefits, both from the surgeon side, the surgical team side, but also the patient. So let's talk about some of the benefits. That's one of the most common questions I get from patients in the office. I mean, why would they even consider this? And full disclosure, it's rather controversial. There are some reports from some institutions that note improved outcomes as far as range of motion of the knee, for example, and patient satisfaction. There's more reports, however, and these are scientific studies that basically say for the, pardon the word, but the run-of-the-mill garden variety total knee replacement patient who comes in and has their uh, knee or hip replaced, there's really no long-term difference in the outcomes of the procedure. However, there are a few reports that actually show, in some cases, because the surgery may take a little longer, the infection rate may actually be increased a little bit. And so, you know, that's kind of the downside of it. And a part of that is due to the wide variety of the robots, and it's extremely surgeon-dependent. For example, if you have a woodworker, they may be able to cut a perfect cut with a handsaw. Other woodworkers may need to use a table saw to get an accurate cut. Sure. So there's all these variables that come in. However, some patients are going to benefit from robotic surgery. These are patients mainly with certain types of deformities, or certain types of bone conditions where conventional instrumentation would be inferior to the use of the robot. And I think that's where robotic surgery really comes into play. But of course, all these things the patient talks about uh, with their physician beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned there about uh, the deformities and how those types of patients might benefit the most from robotic joint replacements. But in general, who's a good candidate for joint replacement and specifically robotic assisted joint replacement? I'll preface that answer with the fact that it's very important. I think patients understand that there's lots of different factors that determine the success of a total knee or a total hip replacement. 
These include patient factors. Are they going to do their physical therapy? The prosthesis factors. Some prosthesis are better for certain patients than others. And then obviously where robotics come in is uh, surgery factors. So some of the patient factors, types of patients that would benefit from that would be someone, let's say they were in a, a bad accident and they either broke their shin bone and it didn't heal right, or they broke their thigh bone and it healed a little crooked, or they broke their kneecap bone and they've uh, suffered a deformity. I had a patient this week who had a big uh, rod down the middle of their thigh bone. And for us to use conventional instrumentation would have meant classically either one, take a guess at where you want to put it, which is really never a good idea, yeah. or number two, go through a whole separate surgery just to take that rod out mm. and then be able to use normal instrumentation to replace the knee. I think in those cases, that's where robotic uh, joint replacement really has an advantage for sure. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned the physical therapy. My mom has had a total knee replacement and a hip replacement recently. And I know from personal experience how important uh, and painful at times the physical therapy can be, but how critical it is to patient outcomes, long-term you know, prognosis and so on. Are there any limitations uh, when we think about robotic total joint replacement, limitations on your side or anything we should be aware of? There are some limitations such as certain patient conditions where they would risk even an extra 20 or 30 minutes in the operating room to use the robot. Sometimes the deformities are so great, it's just near impossible to put the right type of information into the computer to get anything accurate back. Uh, these are, like I mentioned, deformities and things like that. As we wrap up, doctor, just what would be your final thoughts and takeaways? You as someone who does these surgeries, what do you most want folks to know? I think it's very important that they talk to their surgeon about their experience with use of robotics, their comfort with the use of robotics, and how the patient themselves with their specific case can benefit from that. Some surgeons now, they're trained on robotics, right. and that's what they've done all their career. And it would be in the patient's best interest that they would use robotics in every case because you don't want to go in and be the first patient where something's done new, right? Right. So you, you don't want, want a surgeon who's, a, you know, I'm used to using robots, but today I'm just going to go freehand. Yeah, right. You, you, want, yeah, you want them to be, use the technology that they're most comfortable with, right? It's very important for the patient to have an open discussion with their surgeon about it, sure. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, especially something we start talking about knees and hips and replacement. We want folks to speak with their providers, you know, ask the right questions. And hopefully we've given them a sense today of what those questions should be. And as you say, and have emphasized here, it's really about their comfort level, right? So if you have a surgeon who can do sort of old school replacements and or also can use the robot and the assisted technology there, then hopefully patients can make their decision. But we want them to ask the right questions, find the right fit, be comfortable comfortable with this. And I uh, really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, Scott. My pleasure. And for more information or to request an appointment, visit centerforhipandkneesurgery.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the full podcast library for additional topics of interest. This is the Franciscan Health Doc Pod. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well. and We'll talk again next time.